Welcome to the Core Podcast, brought to you by Core to Cloud. We talk about all things cybersecurity, about the latest technologies, the insights, the learnings, and also a little bit about our culture in this ever-evolving environment. I'm Kelly, and I head up the marketing department. And I'm Phil from the technical team, and we're going to take you through all our technology in a really interesting way. Phil talks technical, why I keep it lighthearted and remove all the jargon. We also have a selection of guest speakers, including a few people popping in from the Quarter Cloud team. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Core Podcast. We've got another fantastic guest today, which ties on really lovely from our female campaign. Um, we have Louise here in the podcast. Um, actually, I'm not going to champion the podcast today. Daniel is. This relationship started from us planning the Brighter Futures fundraising event, which was all to raise funds for breast cancer awareness and also inspire more women into tech. So I'm going to leave Daniel and Louise to it. They're going to tell you all about their story, the event, the amazing thing they've done, but also the new topic that we're really passionate about and want to raise more awareness is obviously mental health boundaries and the impact of tech that it's having on all of us and especially you our listeners louise is a guest who we had speak at our women in tech event um she told us a very special story actually um i found it very very heartwarming um and also pow- like it was a very powerful story um so Welcome, Louise. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much, Daniel. It's lovely to be back speaking to you again. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a great event, wasn't it, in November? It was absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it was really event. lovely. I know I, I'm not a woman, but I spent a lot of time organising the event um, and fundraising for um, Brighter Futures. Um, so if you didn't know who Brighter Futures are, they're a charity based in Great Western Hospital in Swindon. Um, and they deal with a lot of the cancer treatment for people in the local area. Um, and part of our reason for fundraising for them was um, it was a personal story for our CEO. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but it was a very important charity for us as a company. Um, so we felt empowered to fundraise for them. And we also did a bit of skydiving the day after the event, which is a very interesting story. Rather you than me. I don't know if yeah. I could have done that. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't one of the people that jumped out the plane. I was happily organising oh, it. Yeah. But um, I, at the time, I hate heights. Um, watching from the ground, I was actually like, oh, I really wish I um, went up in the plane and did it. That's just that means I have to go next time, won't yeah. you? Yeah, so I was like, now. I'll have to do it. If we ever do it again, I'll definitely take part now. Because I, I was stood on the ground and I was filming. So, oh, I wish I went up and like took part but it, at the time I was like I don't know if I could actually do it I feel like I'd be at the door like holding on yes <laughs> to your life but yeah me both yeah um so yeah today's episode of our podcast is looking at mental health awareness um we are starting a campaign which is focusing on raising awareness for people in the cyber security industry um obviously it's a very important topic Um, for everyone not just people in our industry but people across the world Um, it's very important to talk about your mental health Um, and Louise I think you'd be a perfect guest to talk about it basically 
Yes, I mean, mental health has impacted me, as you know from my story, that yeah. actually, quite a, quite a bit of my life, um, you know, right from from childhood. And it was listening to those comments that are being said. And yeah. there is this thing, you know, if you hear something said often enough, then it must be true. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's the kind of line that you, you go down. And it impacted me with, um, you know, my whole well-being, what I thought of myself, um, whether I was good enough, whether yeah. I was interesting enough. Um, right through to my teens and then into into the workplace where there were times when I used to think I was faking it, what I was mm-hmm. doing. I was worked in HR and a number of different organisations and always supported IT in any corporates that I was in. Um, but yeah, it's um, so it does impact impact you. As, yeah. as well as other um, mental health things, such as, you know, we, we are in the, still in the winter months. The seasonal affective mm-hmm. disorder did impact me quite a bit when I was younger. And, you know, there is that, that part of mental yeah. health as well, as well as things happening throughout the whole of... The rest of the year, kind of thing that mm-hmm. happens and down. It's not just significant dates. It, no, it can be just. It's not just one event. I it's suppose. just not one event, and it's it's learning how to manage it. It's 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 challenging to not only manage it but also get the help and tell people. Yeah, it's definitely important to open up and talk about your problems. Um, obviously, we were just discussing before we started recording about how people they don't they might open up, but it's whether we choose to listen as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you ask somebody how their day is and they said, oh, yeah, it was good. And they say something and you go, yeah. Oh, yeah, this happened to me too. And sometimes if you've got a perception that something might not be right, instead mm-hmm. of going, oh, yes, and I did this too, just stop listening. Yeah. And just see whether they will come in because someone will fill the gap. Mm-hmm. And it's tricky to not fill the gap. Yeah. But if you kind of suspect there's something wrong with a friend or whatever, you kind of go, I'm not going to push it, but I'm just going to see, just hold the gap mm-hmm. because they'll start talking. Yeah, that's very true. I think as well, um, it's important when you are talking to people about that, when they're opening up and stuff, it's very important to let them tell you how they feel, but also give them, well, I mean, I'm not like a mental health professional, but it's also good to give people resolution, isn't it? I feel like a lot of people open up looking for an answer, I guess. Yeah, they they do, and I. But I think the thing is about you not giving them a resolution. Yeah, ask them how they can find. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, you know, my experience when I've been, um, you know, had my really dark days, and I've sort of seeked someone to come and help help me or to chat to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, is that always that thing of oh, well, you should do this or you do too much of this and oh, don't be so silly and yeah, you know, like that. And actually, I've gone away going, I'm not an idiot. Mm-hmm. They'd stated. The obvious, yeah, you know, and then and then I know I call her Tina, um, yeah. my credit yeah. Tina, the voice inside Tina my head, head, who's part of the itty bitty committee in mm-hmm. my the word there, I swear, <laughs> I swear, but um, you know, in my head, yeah, um, you know, and um, you know, so then then that's telling you now, I go see, told you everybody thinks you're daft, everyone thinks mm-hmm. you're stupid, you know, you've made a fool of yourself, yeah, opening up, um. You know, so that you've got that going on in your head. So your friend goes away thinking, oh, I've really helped Louise today. Mm-hmm. And I've gone home going, oh, I just feel even worse than I did before. Yeah, that because wasn't I any help, yeah. Because I knew that, it mm-hmm. stayed the obvious. Yeah. And I just didn't think I'd been, I'd been heard. And I've been dismissed. Is that mm-hmm. when someone says something, they go, oh, don't be daft, or don't be stupid, or, or don't I, be silly. Or it's happened to me sort of thing as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite, it's, it's difficult when you feel that sort of way that someone's dismissing the way you feel yeah. and not listening to you um, and you're obviously trying to open up about your experiences mm-hmm. and what's challenging you and you feel like you can't truly express that because they're not listening. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's difficult. 
and as, and as I said to you earlier, you know, it's um, to open up to somebody. Yeah. You've got to be able to trust that person. Now, I know in my friendship groups who I can go and speak, to, mm-hmm. talk to about certain things and who I can't. Yeah. Not because they're not a listener, but because I know I get something else from them. So I know who my depleters are. Mm-hmm. So I've got to be very mindful of that. My mental health is not good. I've got to be careful of those friends that I may feel deplete me afterwards. Yeah. I've got friends that nourish me and I've got friends that I know I can go and meet. I don't have to say a word. I'll come away a little bit better because I'll just talk the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. fine. That's what I what I need. But it's hard to open up even to your nearest and dearest and your closest friends because sometimes, how do you explain what's going on in your yeah. head when you can't understand it yourself? And I sometimes think it's harder to open up to the people like your parents and people you spend every day with because you don't want them to see you in a different light and you also don't want them absolutely i guess like for me to to explain it would be you don't want to open up to like like for me i wouldn't want to open up to like my dad in the same way i would open up to my mum and that's just me in my own head having a different way of thinking about how to talk to various people about things that trouble me trouble me or, or whatever um and I guess it's sort of understanding that you should be able to talk to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I I know my dad would never judge me for how I felt. And I, eventually I did tell my dad how I felt. Um, and he was like, I never knew that. And then afterwards I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I tell him? Like, And I felt bad because I felt like I couldn't tell him. And he probably felt bad because he felt the opposite way you know like i couldn't open up to him if you get what i mean yeah and so there's for your inner chatters there he's there probably yeah going, well why couldn't why couldn't you open up to me and yeah. so he's got his own then i think we all, going on yeah and we then... all have this little talking person in our, and i like that you've called yours tina yes <laughs> quite funny um i i guess it's sort of like you're in a saboteur isn't it absolutely sort of talking to you and saying you're not good enough blah 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 like and yeah. you've got to tell yourself i am good enough i am you know, I'm very strong, I'm intelligent, blah, blah, blah. Like, you got to talk yourself out of it, I guess. Absolutely. And for many years, I used to think I was wired wrong. Yeah. I really didn't think that anybody else had these thoughts. It ju- I just literally thought it was me and it was like, well, why Why am I like this? And mm-hmm. it was only learning and, and chatting to, obviously, doctor and getting some support and doing cognitive behaviour therapy that you realise that it's not just you. Yeah. And it was this thing, I can't remember where I read it now, and I wish I could, I can't remember I read it or whether I heard it on a thing, anyway, anyway about naming it. Mm-hmm. And I thought well, that was quite an ideal thing to do. And actually I came up with that after I named my cancer, which okay. was really bizarre. Yeah. Um, to go, actually, I'm going to, yes, that's right, because I named, literally, named my cancer straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually if I do that, then it's it's become more of a person, so I can tell that person to... Shut up. Yeah. And go away mm-hmm. or get back in your box. Yeah. Um, rather than it going, This is me. Yeah. It's my voice chatting to me. It's like it's another it's another it's person. It's like an external person, yeah. not yourself. Not yeah. myself. And so there you kind of then feel like it's a little bit removed. Yeah. Um, you touched on obviously your cancer journey. Um and obviously at the women in tech event you spoke about how that impacted your life. And actually I remember you saying how it sort of pulled you out of um, your depression and everything like that and I wonder if you can elaborate for us yeah um, I'll, I'll go back a little bit just to, to yeah. sort of paint the picture so the December before I um, was really bad in depression and mm-hmm. I I could feel it didn't want to admit it yeah. and it took a good six weeks before I went to the doctor um, and um, 
over that Christmas period, I had that time off and I remember just thinking, what is the point of me being here? Yeah. Why Why am I doing this? What's What's my purpose? I really don't know if I, I really want to continue. Mm-hmm. And, and so 2017 was all about building myself back up. Um, and then in the June, I got the, the breast cancer diagnosis. And I realised I didn't want to die. Yeah. I wanted to live. Um, and that's what, that it was a real eye-opener, that mm-hmm. whole thing about, I there's something here I need to be done. I think this is something, to, this is this is the universe telling me, yeah. come on, that you, you've, you've... You do have a purpose. You do have a purpose. Yeah. Um, you need to, you know, you need to be here and we'll help you find that, mm-hmm. find that purpose. Yeah. Um, because you're, you know, my limited self-belief and self-confidence just hamper in the way of everything I thought I could do. You yeah. know, beforehand I worked in HR, I was professionally qualified and I still thought I was faking it and I was still mm-hmm. waiting for someone to, to, um, you know, pick me up on it. Yeah. And when I thought about coaching, it's like, I'm never going to be able to reach the people I want to reach. Mm-hmm. So this kind of gave me that, that thing about actually you do have a purpose. And, yeah. and the main thing that happened was I really felt that I was allowed to be me. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned earlier on about the you know the snide comments you get when you're growing up, yeah. all of a sudden that seemed to stop, and I had this revelation that that actually, if I'm not well enough to tell for you to say those things, mm-hmm. then I'm never well enough yeah. for you to say these things. But more importantly, I don't have to listen to them because I've gone X amount of time without anybody saying anything mm-hmm. about what it is I do, um, and that was a big. A big eye opener for yeah. me to turn around and stop that narrative, and to stop the you know the narrative that other people people might still say things. You mm-hmm. know, I still have to manage it yeah. day in, and mm-hmm. I have to go. Hang on a minute, that's the world according to them. That's how they're seeing things. Yeah, it's not true. It's you. not a reflection of me. It's just perhaps where they are at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that fact I pick them up on it. I just go. I just need to protect myself in my 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 head. Um, and and it was being um, doing things my way. So it was the first time ever. That anybody in my family um, hadn't done something I was going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never. The, I have an older older sister, have a younger sister. You know, and we have your friends. So I was never the first to go to school. I was never the first to go to college. I was yeah. never. The, you know, I was the first to go to university because I worked at the same time. So it was a bit different. But um, you know, it, it was somebody had already done it beforehand. Whereas this time, um, nobody had done chemo, mm-hmm. so I could set my picture of what I wanted to what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, you know, I went bold. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, nobody could tell me not to do that because what would they know? They haven't done it themselves. Yeah, so yeah. definitely. Do you feel like people treated you differently or, or you know, like, because you said people would make snidey comments mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you feel, feel like that stopped because you had cancer? Yeah. 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 And I guess it's, people don't, you know, people are scared of the big C, isn't it? That sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because it's very terrifying when you get, you get heard or get told yeah. that you you have that you have cancer. Um, you know, it wasn't even on my radar with the tests I was having beforehand. So, um, yeah, to, to then be told it is, it is scary. And yeah. of course, you you forget how much has changed with medical interventions mm-hmm. these days. Um, so yeah, but you know, you have the whole thing of everybody feeling sorry. For, you know, yeah. Well, not just it's not the feeling sorry. They're they're shocked and they want to support and. Mm-hmm help um but it's then managing the comments that are made from that because there's certain comments people say yeah because they they're trying to help but actually it's not so helping too much maybe yeah well some of the comments i had was at least you're not a mum and 
So my thoughts were, what does that mean? I shouldn't be having treatment then? Or does it mean you're not as so I'm not as worthy? important I'm because not, you're not abs- a mother? Absolutely. Yeah. And um, or at least you haven't got a family to look after. And I'm like, mm, but I do. Yeah. I have. You have aging parents. I yeah, have, you have parents, sisters, sisters, brothers, niece and nephews, friends whose children, yeah. you know, are, are, are like that. So, so yeah. So those kind of comments, mm-hmm. and then um, oh, you would have a mastectomy. Um, Quite you know, personal just, questions, yeah. then, aren't they? Yeah, and I, I was very open. I said to people, um, ask any question. Yeah. Some questions, I was like, really? <laughs> really <want laughs> That's an interesting that? one. That's yeah. an interesting one. Um, but then, it, you know, it was people make things sort of a joke to try and lighten heart them. You know, at least you can choose what size you want to be. And it's like, excuse me, I didn't, yeah. thankfully, didn't have to have a mastectomy. But it's like, it's a bit, hear what you're saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very I, on the nose, not very, it's not a very good joke. No, no. And they think they're trying to Thoughtless, sort of light heart it a little bit yeah. for you. But yeah. actually, when you're in there going, that's, that's not. That's I not guess it makes funny. you more uncomfortable as well. If someone makes a joke like that, it's not, it's not helping you. It just makes them look a bit stupid. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, I've, we've heard people say, when I've said it beforehand, people said, I've never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, it's I would never dream of going up to somebody who had cancer and saying, well, at least you don't live on your own. Yeah. You know, because that was my personal journey. That wasn't theirs. I wouldn't mm-hmm. just diminish and make mine out to be more than it was. My yeah. journey was my journey. Everybody's mm-hmm. cancer journey is their own. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I mean, I've... Uh, every I think everyone's impacted by cancer in some aspect, whether they are diagnosed with it themselves or someone they know is diagnosed with it themselves. Like my auntie, this is why the Women in Tech event was important to, to me, was because my auntie had breast cancer. She's a survivor. Um, prior to that, she was very ill um, and she had all her treatment, like the radiotherapy and chemo. Yeah. Um, she lost all her hair. And after that, she her hair grew back she lost all her greys. Somehow her hair was blacker than it was before. Um, and she felt better, like you said. She felt, uh, obviously, you know, the treatment isn't the nicest experience to go through. Like, she's very sick whilst mm. she was having the treatment. But as soon as they said she was clear, she felt a lot better. Like, she was going out more. Like, it seemed to improve her mental health in that sort of respect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, just, I think you realise that life is short. I mean, yeah, you know, you know that anyway. You yeah. you get told life is short, and you kind of go, yeah. When you're in your twenties, thirties, yeah, 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 okay, and it yeah. Passes you by, and then yeah. all of a sudden, you you know, when you realise that, you know, there is that 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 road you could potentially go down, yeah. cancer, and, and thankfully you've diverted it because mm-hmm. of the treatment stuff. Then, then it does make you think, God, yeah, this is life is it, too short. It is. I don't know for other people listening, but for for myself, like. I live with my, my nan. She's in her 80s now. Um, I don't know if it's because I live with someone who's a bit older and you sort of, you know, you're sort of you know, expecting the inevitable journey of life. Um, but it does make you more conscious of the fact that life is short, isn't it? Absolutely. But it's also like in, in another way, like life can be quite long as well. Um, yeah, and it... In, not in the grand scheme of the whole world, but you can do a lot in 80, 90 years. Absolutely. You can experience the world. You can do things to help change the world, really. Absolutely. And I think we perhaps want to look, we look at our phrasing. Instead of saying life is short, yeah. life is fast. Life is fast, yeah, definitely. Life is fast. Regardless of how we live our life these days, yeah. we've always had the same amount of time in a day mm-hmm. and how we live yeah. is different. But 
it it, it goes by it's just quick. very packed full of loads of different activities yeah. and things and i think nowadays people want to do everything mm. they want to go traveling they want to have an amazing job be a millionaire you know they want everything you know materialistically mm-hmm. sort of speaking um and i guess you sort of lose track of everything else you should be focusing on like your mental health Absolutely. like your physical health as well that's very important um and things like that and and that pressure yeah is is even worse these days with mm-hmm. the whole of the the social media yeah, aspect and the whole label culture mm-hmm. that we we used to have you know i mean i used to buy you know certain well-known branded jeans when I was in my 20s yeah. I could afford them I used to sell them at my Saturday job mm-hmm. could I pay, buy a pair now and um no absolutely and not. justify just, it no. justify the expense no. absolutely absolutely not but but you you know so things have changed of how we, we view things mm-hmm. and is as you get older you realize how quickly, quickly yeah life goes by um but it's it's also that thing about Live your life how you want to live it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want to have the the million pounds in the big house, that's okay. Yeah. If you don't want to be married, you don't want to have children, that's okay. If you want to pursue having a holiday home in the south of France or something, as well as having a home in the UK, that's great. Yeah. But don't criticize and don't let other people because of what they because want. Because of their dreams. Because of their dreams or them not wanting something that that you think or mm-hmm. society has led us to believe that we we want. Yeah. It's just, you know, as long as we're all law-abiding citizens and we're all polite and courteous to each other, mm-hmm. then why can't we just live and do what it is we want yeah. to we want to do? It's definitely very true. Mm-hmm. Um, we touched on boundaries as well as something I know in our industry it can be quite challenging setting those boundaries mm-hmm. because you've got to be quite reactive. Um, obviously, cyber threats can happen at any time of day. Yeah, um, You've got to be sort of on the ball with it. Like, I know a lot of tech people it's very pervasive you're sort of surrounded by it you've got your phone with you all the time you've got your computer at your desk all the time and something i found doing research was um i think it's around 71 percent of cybersecurity professionals face burnout but it's also things like covid didn't help the situation um everyone working from home you're already working in a job that's quite isolated um made it even more what you know even worse because you're at home now you haven't got anyone to talk to and reach out to and things like that and and you've got a jam-packed schedule with you've got to do all these different tasks you've got deadlines and things like that and i guess trying to figure out and navigate how to set boundaries and how you can complete all these different things is something very challenging for a lot of people nowadays across loads of different industries as well not just cybersecurity, but obviously talking from experience i guess that's how like my perspective on it but i'm sure you've probably got a different perspective yeah it's 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 hard setting those boundaries especially in a work environment because sometimes you don't know when to say no Mm -hmm. however sometimes you have to be realistic to remind people what's going on yeah to say actually it's not and it's i think it's something about understanding and how we set the boundaries to turn around and say you know when do you want that by or you know just does everything need to be done immediately mm-hmm. and i think that's we've got a culture now where everything needs to be done immediately yeah definitely. and also we're not switching off yeah now i'm old enough to work at a time when you used to finish work at five o'clock mm-hmm. and you finished work at five o'clock yeah and at a weekend you finished work well on the friday you finished at four thirty, and you didn't, didn't think about work because you couldn't do anything about it until the following mm-hmm. day now obviously there were people that were on call and that was happened but now 
whatever industry we're in, we're 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 tied to the phone all the time, yeah. and it's how we how we manage that and set our own boundaries for for ourselves. It's, so it's it's a bit of a mixture between boundaries within the workplace and how we manage that with peers, mm-hmm. uh, with our managers, in a in a in a polite way of going, you know, which you know, I've got these things which you want first. Yeah, you know, I know, to, like you suggested earlier about. You, you can have this at a different level, like you want it now. You can have it, was it bronze? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you when someone says, you know, we need something delivered or whatever, and go, well, yeah. I can do that right for you, but this is, this, is what, this is what you'll get, the bronze level. Yeah. You know, you know if somebody says, oh, you know, but I want this and this, they say, but, yeah, but I need this much notice beforehand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes it's about us articulating that out to stakeholders, clients, or, yeah. or to customers or whatever, so they know what they're going to get mm-hmm. with a much notice. And so it's it's those, yeah, putting those kind of things in would yeah would, very would important help. yeah i think as well a lot of people forget that we are humans there's we have a limit of our capabilities to be able to perform this many tasks in a day i know obviously in cybersecurity you've got a lot of automation you've got um machine learning and ai that can do a lot of the tasks for you but some of it is manual um and some of it involves someone sitting at a computer obviously not 24 hours a day but the service is yeah ran all day all night and someone will be there to respond and take action if it's needed and i guess some of those people probably feel like very burnt out from it or very stressed because it's a high pressure situation you could be facing a company losing a lot of data and things like that i guess it's a lot of pressure for people absolutely the responsibility yeah that that person has if you know they have a, a, a shift perhaps and nothing happens mm-hmm. then that's not as bad but when you know something really does happen and they've got to respond to it then that's yeah. quite quite challenging um how you set around boundaries around that is is quite tricky but it's is is having that knowledge that actually someone's mm-hmm. gone through that yeah what is what is the aftercare because I think we we sometimes um, I know when I've worked at a previous organisation um, they were saying you know, when, when an incident happened mm-hmm. then they would have conversations afterwards yeah and in those life death situations that's really needed mm-hmm. we forget sometimes that the stress and the impact of someone going through something like saving someone's business and the data because of a you know a cyber attack or yeah. something or other. What are we doing about that person's self-care afterwards? Mm-hmm. What, what conversations are we having with them? And they do the debrief. That's what I'm yeah. the debrief that they have. Because we don't think about it because it wasn't a life-death situation mm-hmm. in terms of a human being. But in terms but the of the stress company, yeah. that that individual was under at that moment in time, yeah. whether they called for help in or not, is is quite paramount. And it's mm-hmm. how do we deal with that so they don't go away, keep replaying it? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? Or yeah. You know what if that I hadn't done this, the impact of this, and the replay that they're playing. Um, very important. Very yeah. important. I was going to say, is there any like, have you got any suggestions for how people can? Obviously, they can't really change the way their job is. Like, we can't change the fact that someone's got to sit there and monitor cyber threats all day, all night. Mm-hmm. But is there is there something that people can do maybe to improve their life outside of work? Uh, yeah. Absolutely, I think it's that, that downtime and that taking. I'm, which is sounds ironic, but it's taking that time away from IT. Yeah. And if you've been looking at your computer screen all day, mm-hmm. take that time away from that that com that's computer screen, whether it's yeah. the, the laptop, the mobile phone, the tablet, or whatever. Even anything tech related, you the TV. Mm-hmm. 
you know, switch it off and go for a walk and clear your head. Yeah. Um, being in green space. Um, green space, actually, 20 minutes in green space is better than 30, 30 minutes down the gym. Really? It's been proven, yeah. Wow. Because green is a calming colour. Mm-hmm. So perhaps, you know, wherever your tech people are, if they have their wall colour green or something mm-hmm. around them, that apparently the colour helps. It's interesting. Down, which, is, which is very interesting. And I can't remember which book I read that from, but I will find out and let you know. Yeah. So uh, you can you can make a note of it somewhere. But, so um, it means you've got to paint your office green then, feel relaxed. Yeah. They do say green is more of a calming colour. Yeah. I know for myself... I find the most relaxing place out, you know, like outside is the beach. Mm-hmm. I think it's the waves, you've got the sand, like it's like the, the sound of it mm-hmm. constantly in and out. It, it's very relaxing. Like I, I, when I went on holiday not long ago, I went for a walk along the beach on my own mm-hmm. um, for over an hour and I was just walking up and down the beach and it's good to clear your head. It's Absolutely. good to, you know, like evaluate what's going on in on in your life and be like oh i think i could change this or like this isn't something i aspire for anymore do yeah, you know what i mean i i do i'm i'm so with you there daniel because walking is just the best medicine yeah. i know people keep saying it but it ha- it is you know i mean i'm quite fortunate i do live near the seafront yeah um, very lucky i've got 3 miles of it um promenade Tide's not always in though, mm-hmm. but you know that's not my fault. Um, <laughs> but actually, it is, it is nice. It does clear. It does clear yeah. your head to, to, to be out there. There are times it doesn't clear your head when it's absolutely blowing a gale. No. Um, but then you've got parks, and yeah. I just think um, a green space, like you know, just going for the park, just sitting on a, a bench and just visualizing what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think I mentioned it in my, in my talk. I, I love squirrels. Um, yeah, so I'm always did, going yes. on and, and counting the squirrels yeah. whenever I'm around. So that's my my, my little go-to thing. But you, you're absolutely right taking that taking time, that time it's, away. It's the time for that. yourself, isn't it? I think in a way, lockdown and COVID taught myself something was I wasn't working at the time. I was on furlough um, and it gave me a lot of time to spend on myself I could you know you could go out for a walk you couldn't go see people and your friends and things like that but you could go outside and spend and it was quite nice because it was in the summer and it was it was beautiful it was a very beautiful summer um so I was quite thankful that whilst I was on furlough I could spend my time outside in the sun and you know at the park and different things like that I found that very relieving um so yeah I think that's that's a very good insight yeah, and it's it's making it part of your regular habit. Yeah, if you know definitely. what I mean. You know, we've you know we've gone to the days of sometimes having lunch breaks. You work from home. You mm-hmm. you just kind of work through. And I'm guilty yeah. of it going downstairs and grabbing a something to eat and bringing and it back upstairs straight to, back back up to the desk. And now it's like, no, I'm gonna mm-hmm. gonna go out for a walk and put it in your diary. Walk time. Yeah, you know, um, even if you do something weekly with a friend. Yeah, you know, I go my next door neighbour will go for a walk every Tuesday night. Only an hour, mm-hmm. six o'clock, and we go for a walk. Every night. Every No, Tuesday every, night. Every Tuesday Every night. Tuesday. If we don't do a Tuesday because it's absolutely bucketed down rain, yeah. we might pop around one each other's house for a cup of tea, mm-hmm. but we might do another night going out for a walk. Yeah. Or if one of us can't do it for whatever reason. Um, and it's, it's, it's we've been doing it now for the last two years, 2021, we started it. And you think, uh, do you feel like that's helped? That helps with my energies the next couple of days. Because mm-hmm. um, otherwise, I'm at home working. Yeah. On my own, I'm guilty of. You don't sometimes always see other people, and and we we spend. It's even down to the things of texting. Mm-hmm. Um, we text a lot to our friends. Yeah, we do. Yeah, pick up the phone and chat to them. Mm-hmm. 
hear their voice, have a giggle, hear their giggling. Yeah, makes you giggle. That's I guess it's, better than it's just moments of joy, texting. isn't it? And Absolutely. things like that. And we... Spending that time with people instead. Yeah, I very mean, important. IT is great for connecting commun- people, connecting and communicating. Yeah, but it's also the biggest downfall as well at the yeah. same time. It's sometimes it's too what we, much. What humans naturally need to do. Yeah, that's very true. I know I'm guilty of um, when I do work from home. I will spend most of the day working either at my desk in my room. Or sometimes I will even just sit in bed and work. And I know it's not the best for... I feel like I'm quite productive in that sense, but um, it's not great for, like, being active. It's probably not the best for my posture either, but it's, you know, something I should probably improve about myself. But when I'm in the office, every lunchtime I'll try and go out for a short walk, at least just to get out of the office environment and... You know, we've got a very lovely park just down the road. Yeah, you're lucky um, with that on your doorstep, yeah, which there's it's no a excuses. Park. <laughs> In the summer, it's great. Not so much if it's raining, but yeah, it's very, very nice area to be walking around. There's nothing wrong with rain, only the wrong clothes. Yes, very true. So you bring your waterproofs in and go for a walk. And an umbrella, stuff. maybe. <laughs> Unless it's really, really windy. Yeah, when it's really windy, really poor. Yeah, but yeah. It was really, it was really lovely and when it snowed a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you've had snow. We haven't had yeah, snow it was. Yet probably like three or four inches of snow and I went for a walk on my lunch break took a bit longer than I thought it should because uh, it's quite deceiving how long the park is and then I turned around and I was like oh I've got to turn, come back and I was walking down the hill like trying not to fall over because it's quite slippery and then got back it's freezing cold mm. but yeah it's very really pretty very lovely yeah and enjoys the shape. yeah so now we're going to talk about your coaching that you do mm-hmm. Um, so what exactly does that entail? Okay, so I, I call myself a personal development coach yeah. um, because it's all around um, helping individuals with their own um, development that they want to do on themselves. Yeah. And it's more than just self-care and mm-hmm. self-development. And and it's primarily looking at people that are spending quite a lot of time on their own. Yeah. Um, you know, because loneliness is does impact quite a bit on your mental health. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just those that are isolated. So um, people can be in the middle of an office, they could mm-hmm. be with their family, they could be with their friends, and still feel lonely because for whatever conversations happening, they can't relate to it, yeah. or they just feel they've got to be there, but actually it's for whatever reason that's going on, it's just they want to be there. So, so loneliness impacts. It's not just about living on your own. And of course, that's been heightened so much with um, working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've hit the, the iceberg yet about no. people working from home at all. Um, but it's also about helping people that don't have somebody in their corner. Mm-hmm. So perhaps they're on their own. They've, they have been very keen on their career. They've pushed their career, but they're forgetting all about that life-work balance. Yeah. And I'm supporting them to get back that self-confidence, to understand what nourishes them, help them be there. Um, embrace their uniqueness you know it's that you know you would have had it when you were younger we all would have done oh, don't be so silly you shouldn't mm-hmm. behave like that you shouldn't do that yeah um, and actually you wouldn't harm anybody you were just mm-hmm. being yourself and it gets stifled yeah um so it's about embracing your uniqueness understanding what nourishes you and what depletes you mm-hmm. and it's not just about um food um because i said there's great people out there that can help you with the food but it's also about your your intake yeah you know your intake with the people you spend time with the the tech that you you put on, you know, how much time you spend on social media or, or yeah. whatever, you know, the um, activities you do um, and it's finding out what nourishes you. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's looking, this, 
sometimes it's quite on those kind of areas. Sometimes it's whatever that individual needs. It's understanding what the individual needs. And sometimes it's, um, I want to do this, but um, I've got no friends I can go and do it with. Um, Or I feel lonely because um, at work I'm fine, Mm -hmm. but all my friends have kind of all moved on. They're at different stages of their life and I'm really struggling to find new new friends. And it's it's asking the questions that they can then help themselves find out what it is they want to do and where okay. they can go to do those things. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I will say, it's it's not the world that comes to me. I'm, I'm just asking the questions mm-hmm. for you to answer, to, to find out what it is you want to do. But I'm your supporter. I'm your cheerleader in that corner. Yeah. So if you want to go off and, and I don't know, do pottery class and you think everybody else is going to, you know, well, what would you want to do that for? Mm-hmm. I'm the one's going, great, do it. You do keep it, me yeah. in touch. Mm-hmm. So when you go off and you make something, send me a photograph. Yeah, because I'm there going woohoo in the back, and I'll tell you you're woo-hoo. like the cheerleader. I'm the cheerleader, so you can do this if this is what you want to do, but you just don't feel supported. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm. This is where I come in. That's why you support them. That's where I support them. So, um, and it's also that thing about understanding why people have maybe having that lack of self confidence, mm-hmm. why their self esteem is 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 quite low. Where where have they lost that belief in themselves? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I ask questions about what they did in their childhood, and it's interesting. We're like, oh god, yeah, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I might look into that. Okay, you said might. What what could be stopping you there? Yeah. Could, no, no, no. I'm, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, I don't know where to start. Okay, let's, Some, let's think. Yeah, something in the back of your head saying, like you know, holding you back, yeah, isn't it? It's it's like um, it's how can I, what's what's it called? Um, like an arrow. Yeah. You know, you have these ideas, but you'll keep pulling yourself back but away, away from it, it because you're not letting go. Yeah. Well, let go and fire. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it might, you might do the first one and it might just flop there, but you're, fir- and, but go and get the I arrow think, yeah. and then move forward and because then you're further nearer than you were beforehand. Sometimes people are scared of failing and not succeeding as well, isn't Abs- it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's okay to, to not be great at everything or it's okay to try something and be like, oh, actually, I don't really like that. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's it's learning that it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, and and it's ignoring the naysayers that turn around and say, "Well, I knew you wouldn't do that properly." Yeah, but at Definitely. least I did it. Yeah. Um. And I and for me, my whole concept is about living life more fully, and this came mm-hmm. from my cancer journey and years of not believing in myself and yeah. years of not living. I've lost years. Mm-hmm. I I have lost years that I'm never ever going to get back. Yeah. But I've got years ahead of me that I can make a difference into what I do. I mean, life doesn't stop just because you get a bit older. Absolutely. So it is all these things to move yeah. to move forward. Um, so yeah, it's about living life more fully on mm-hmm. your terms. Yeah, definitely. Because when I say that, people say, "Oh, what you're going to jump jump out of an airplane?" Which, you <laughs> which is what we did as a team. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be. Living yeah. life more fully could be. Do you know, I, I that's what I said. I mean, I wish I did it now that I've looked back. And as you were saying about pulling the arrow, I wish I just said, "Oh, just let me do it. Let mm. me try it. Oh, if I hate it." There's not a lot I can do to change it once you're falling out of a plane, is there? But absolutely, you, know, you don't have to do it again, ever again. No, that's right. I mean, I did, I did Snowden um, yeah. just over a year ago, and I've always wanted to do Snowden. And I was there on the morning, going, I don't think I can do this. Well, it's too late now because mm-hmm. I'm going up there. You're going up there, yeah. Thankfully, it was very misty, so you couldn't um, see down. So, well, you couldn't see down, but also you couldn't see how high up people were going. And all of a sudden, you could see these little. People that they go, we got to go up there, Jamie. It was my friend, and he was there going, yeah. I thought if we could see clearly and we saw people further up, I'd be going, ah, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I would have, I would have. I'm not out. a massive fan of heights, but I, I feel like I could go up a mountain because I'm still on the ground. If you get what I mean, obviously got a long way to fall, but yeah, yeah. I was I'm, right to. Okay they said there was edges. Up, you know, <laughs> I, I'm okay with going up a mountain, but it's when you're in a plane 
even on like a normal plane, I'll look out the window. I'm like, oh, wow, that's a long way down. But yeah, I can't get close to the edge of yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've I've been places and there's the edge of something and I've been like a couple of feet. feet yeah. And gone, oh, yeah like this, it's, I, I guess it's, it's facing your fears, isn't mm-hmm. it? Whatever those fears are. Yeah. About challenging yourself, I guess. Absolutely. But yeah. And I also live in life more fully is whatever you want it to be. Want to yeah. take up knitting? Go to a knitting club. Do it. <laughs> do flower engine? Go and do it. Yeah. Try it. Try it. You know, it's it's whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up this podcast. Um, thank you very much for coming along today. Thank um, you, Daniel. It's been lovely to come, to come meet you again and see yeah. you again. And, and thank you very much for inviting me on. No worries. Thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoyed that.